Good morning, Rebbe. We're going to continue with uh, we're Chavisa uh, Talmidim. We're in the middle of the ninth parak, and the Rebbe was telling us last week. Yisus was explaining to us the concept of davening. Really explaining in the whole parak, the ninth parak, the idea of the idea of becoming elevated in, in the world of Ruchnias. We began with the idea of Torah. And last, the past, I don't know, maybe three, four weeks, we're talking about specifically the Indian of Tefillah and ensuring that our Tefillah is something which awakens the Neshama inside of us. It's not just something which is just words that we're saying, but it's something which awakens us and is giving us some Aetis last week. And the, the week before, the more we recognize by using the bakashas, using that which we need from the Rabbani Shalala, we can use that as well as the springboard to get to the ultimate purpose of tefillah, which is not to be mamala or bakasha. It's not just, okay, we use it, we, you know, we ask for that which we need and we got it fulfilled, but the purpose of the bakashas is really to get us to the, to the real purpose of tefillah, which is the connection and the relationship that's created through the tefillah. And Mamela, when I focus on, like we said last week, I focus on the Atachen Adam Das, I focus on the Barfa'inu, I focus on the Barachelenu, I focus on that which I need with the recognition that everything's from the Rabban Shalom. Everything I have, everything that I should have, everything that I would like to have, everything that I've gotten in my life is from the Rabban Shalom. And I really drill that inside of my head through the constant process of tefillah for that which I need. Mamela, I'm able to get to the place where I'll start appreciating and recognizing the greatness of just praising the Rabban Hashem for who he is, for what he does, even not, uh, not just that which I need. And like you said last week, I could get to the place where Atta Kaddish could be just as, if not more, exciting and invigorating than the bracha of Atta and Rufa'inu, Baruch because just the fact that I'm able to sit and pray as a human being and able to praise the Rabban Hashem, to be able to say about the Rabban Hashem, Atta Kaddish, Rishim Kaddish can already bring me to a place of Dveikas and bring me to a place of connection. That's really what we're trying to get to. So the whole point of davening is the relationship, the skashras that we get to Hashem. And really, uh, I think we were talking about this last week already, the whole idea of shavach that takes place in Sukkot Zimra, and the whole shavach that takes place at the beginning of the first three brachas, all of that is just in order for us to recognize how much we're reliant on Hashem, how much we need Hashem, how much the Rabbi Hashem is taking care of us. The more we do that, the more we automatically feel a relationship to Him, right? It's like this in human relationships as well. The more we recognize, you know, for example, uh, we were mentioning the, the mashal of a spouse's last week, the more you recognize how much your spouse does for you and the more you thank your spouse and the more you give gratitude to your, to your spouse with the recognition for how much they do for you both personally and for the family and for the house, the more you're able to feel a level of closeness. Like they're doing so much for me, I'm doing so much for them. There's such a level of dveikas that's taking place because we're both there for each other in 10,000 ways throughout the day. It's not just, okay, there's one favor. Somebody, you know, somebody helped me change the tire in my car. Somebody did one favor to me and I have a car satayv. It's a car satayv, which is a klali, which happens you know, thousands of times throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the month, that you just start to recognize more and more, and then it brings a place to Dveikas. Same thing with the Rabbani Shalom. It's the recognition of, that I'm not just okay thanking the Rabbani Shalom for the fact that I got a good job, for the fact that I had a child, for the fact that things are going well today. The more I'm able to be involved in that constant process of thanking the Rabbani Shalom, the constant process of, process of awareness of how much I'm reliant on Hashem, and how much He does for me, the more I'm able to mimela, feel a dveikas to Him, I feel the closest to me. He's doing for me constantly. Everything I have is from Him. Everything I want, He's capable of giving to me. A mimela that leads, to, leads a person to a tremendous place of dveikas. And, and like we said, when a person davens and feels like, feels frustrated by the fact that he doesn't get answered by his davening, a lot of the times that just becomes because, that comes because a person doesn't understand what davening is. Davening is not about, I have needs and I want my needs to get fulfilled and I ask Hashem to fulfill my needs. If he doesn't fulfill them, that means it was a failure. If he does fulfill them, it means it was a success. Davening is about the relationship that's created through the asking and recognition of the fact that he's the only one that could fulfill my needs. And the process of Pesukah Vizimra, the process of Sheva, Chaydah, all of that is all for the same purpose and it's for the same pro- purpose as the Bakashas itself, all for the purpose of the recognition of Enoid Mavadai, everything I have and do, and, and do want in my life 
is all coming from the Rabbi Hashem. And he says, that's, that, that, that's, I think, we're really up to the past uh, two, three weeks. And he continues on page Ayin Hay. But the reality is that it's very difficult as a human being living in a world to be, uh, recognize, to be you know, cognizant of the fact that you're standing before Hashem. It's very difficult as a human who doesn't, who doesn't have the ability to see the Rabbi Nishlam to feel like I'm talking to him constantly. So it's, it's nice, this is a process which I'm able to be involved in, to talk to him, to, to, to thank him, to praise him, to ask him for things, to beg him for things, to, to express my feelings to him. But the reality is I don't see that there's anybody there and nobody seems to be answering my tefillah. So he says, Habi he says what you should do, uh, I'm sorry, he says, So the reason is, because you're standing in a physical world. Your eyes can only see that which is physical, and your hands can only feel, your hands can only feel that which is physical. You don't have the ability to be able to see a being which is totally spiritual. So what should you do? What's the Eitzah? So he gives us an interesting Eitzah. He says, stand up and look at, look at the sky. That there should be windows in a shul, not windows which could be distracting to a person. A person is not supposed to daven in front of a window. But there should be windows in the shul for a person to have the ability to be able to look up at the sky. Look up at the sky. Use the, use the windows in the shul when you're walking through the streets. Think. Try to, try to strengthen your machshava and think the following thoughts. I'm standing on one side of the world and on the other side of the world, on top of that Shemayim, which again, that doesn't mean that there's a physical location that if we were able to peel back all the clouds, it would be, you know, we would see the Malachim standing there in the Kisa Kavad, but what's taking place beyond the world that I'm capable of seeing, above the, in the Shemayim, what's taking place beyond the, beyond the heavens is I stand in one world, I can see as far as the sky, and then on top of that, there's a whole nother world that's taking place. There's I stand in a world and I'm limited in my ability to be able to see. I can only see that which is physical. I can only see that which is here in a physical body, in a physical form. But I have to recognize that on the other side of the sky, there's a whole nother world taking place. There's Lamas on top of Lamas, There's Srafim Chayis, There's millions and millions of Malachim. There's a Kisah Kavay. There's this worlds, there's Atzilus and Bria and Yitzira and Asi, there's a whole nother world. There's, a, there's not just galaxies taking place, there's another world's taking place, there's a whole nother world. Nevi'im, Tzadikim, Kisah Kavayit, V'ashem HaGadav HaKadosh HaNeira Elav Sheichen, the Rosh Hashem's sitting on the Kisah Kavayit. HaKelam HaStater V'Olam HaZeh, the Rosh who's hidden, in this world, I live in a world in which I'm limited. I don't have the ability to be able to see the Rabbanu Shalom. The Malachim Chayis and Srafim They live in a world, and the Tzadikim already been nifter. They live in a world in which it's that much easier for them to be able to see and to recognize the greatness of Hashem. I stand on one side of the world, and there's a whole other, a whole other world that's taking place that I can't see. But just the recognition of the fact that I can't see it, but it's a reality, helps me say, okay, this is part of, this is part of the reality. And say, Baruch Ata Hashem, Oischa Hashem, She'enu Nesu HaSelecha, Ani Mevarech. Be'enam Ani Raya, Be'enam Ani Raya Oischa. Whether I see you, whether I don't see you, Es Eini Ani Ma'amets, Ubechom, Estakel, Umevarech, Amadar Ba'elech Hashem. Hashem, I recognize that I'm limited with my human capabilities. I recognize that my eyes of flesh can't see you. But whether I see you, whether I don't see you, I recognize that you are reality, you are an existence, your, your presence in this world is something which is real, regardless of whether I can see it or not, regardless of whether I feel like you're answering and listening to every one of the words that I'm saying, I recognize that as reality.
everybody. I know that there's more to, more to that, more to uh, the world than the eye than the eye can see. And Mamela, I'm davening to you. I'm talking to you, and I can't see you, but I recognize that you are a reality. If you want to know how important and how much this reia that you do as Nagayas Lamala, Amar V'shama is Dvar Hashem. He says, let's look at what the Rabbani Shalom says when the Rabbani Shalom tells us what, hap- what takes place when he gives Davins. Yeah, it's brought in Tor, or Rechaim Kuf Chafei, it's brought in the Tor. Sha'amar Hashem. The Rabbani Shalom says the following thing when he gives Davining. Bruchim Atam L'Hashem Shemayim, if you can go and tell my children what's taking place when they say the words Kaddish, 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 and their eyes should be lifted and raised up towards the Shemaim, and they raise themselves up both physically when we say Kaddish, 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 and spiritually we raise ourselves up. There is no pleasure like the the like the pleasure he feels when Klal Yisrael is looking heavenward, looking upwards, and saying those words and praising the Rabbanim Kadesh Kadesh Kadesh. But the Rabbanim says, and he oiches bekisik kvodi b'dmus Yaakov u'mechabkam u'menashkam. The Rabbanim says, when Klal Yisrael is saying Kadesh 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 and looking up and praising me, at those moments I grab onto the kisei akavoid. And I hug and I kiss every single year. Sport and tour, kof chafei. You can check it up yourself. Brought from the sefer, sefer, sefer echalos. Yeah, this is what takes place. What the Rabbanisham says is taking place on the other side, on the other side of the curtain. Umaskar galusim, umamar galusim arkal neshanei kadosh. Umaskar the fact that they're in galos. Umamar I bring quicker the geula. When a person recognizes that as reality, when you drill that into your head that that's what's taking place, I can only see a limited, a limited, uh, a limited uh, version of what's taking place. But when I look at the Torah and I see that no, there is something else taking place. That we have it, we have a Kabbalah that what's taking place in the other side of the Bereshit is being mechabik and menashik. Every yid who's saying those words kaddish, 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 so it allows me to start to believe that that's a reality that even though I'm not able to see. Right, the same way we understand that there's many, many realities that we don't have the ability to see. We can't see atoms, we can't see cells, we can't see oxygen. There's many things that we don't have the ability to see, but we recognize them as reality because science has proved them to, proven them to be something which we can't exist without, something which is the makeup of all of, of, all of matter in the world. Is, we need these molecules and atoms. These are things which make up all of existence. And we recognize the reality, so we start to believe in it even if we can't see it. The more we hazard these things over, the more we recognize, the more we stop and look up at Shemayim and say, I can only see up till there, but on the other side, this Malachim are standing there waiting for my tefillah to come up. This Malachim are taking my tefillah and bringing it up to the Kisek Kavay. The Barashim Kavayachal holding onto the Kisek Kavay and hugging and kissing me. Every time I say the words Kaddish, 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 every time I praise him, so it starts to become more of a reality to us. And we start to daven in a way in which we feel like, okay, there's something taking place. There's something on the other side of the curtain. I can't see it and I can't recognize it, recognize with my with my physical eye. But the more I'm able to recognize it with the world of Amuna, the more I'm able to say, yeah, that is a reality. He says, what more can you say after you hear a tour like that? Our eyes are looking, we're not looking at the Rabbani Shem, the Rabbani taking care of other things. When we're standing here looking up at Shemaim, saying, Kadesh, 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 the Rabbani Shem is being the Rabbani is having a tining, the having a na, and having a tining, a pleasure over the fact that we're being mistakled in. Uh, the, the, the joy and, the, and, and the, uh, the timing that's taking place between a father and a child looking at each other, right? The, 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 probably the greatest masha we can talk about is the masha of Yaakov Avinu and Yosef Atzali. Yeah, they, they were separated from 20, for 22 years. Yaakov Avinu was waiting and, and hoping 
to, to be Yaman, Lesnachim, Yaakov is hoping that, Yaakov, that Yosef Tzadik is still alive. Yosef Tzadik is hoping, hoping that Yaakov Avinu is alive. If you can imagine for a second the closeness that they felt when Yaakov Avinu and Yosef Tzadik saw each other for the first moment, right? That, that feeling of tremendous tainig over the fact that they thought that neither of them thought they were ever going to see each other again. After 22 years, they're finally able to meet again and have that level of closeness. That's a me'ain, the tiniest, tiniest muscle of what that, what that feeling of Kaviyachal, the Rabbanishim, looking looking at every single one of us feels like. It's, it's a tremendous timing for us and tremendous timing for the Rabbanishim. It's a ava ha-ben ma-bitim zeh b'fnei zeh. Metech ha-havo me-goido chiba le-yochel ha-avles apek va-oichez ha-mechabek o-menashek o-yisa ha-ben. Kaviyachal the can't hold himself back because of his joy and timing over the fact that he's looking at us and we're looking at him. The Rabbanishim just gives us a hug and a kiss, right? Probably, anyone who's ever had a child, when the, the first moment you're able to hold your first child, right? The moment you're able to look at your first child, there's nothing, there's nothing in the world that can compare to that. Being able to look at your child after your child's born and to know that this is, this is my tolda, this is my fruit, this is something that came from me, this is my child, the first child, you hold that child and you look at the child, the natural tendency of a person is, yeah, you just want to hug and kiss your child the whole day, you just feel a tremendous, tremendous sense of ahava and chiba toward that child. And as the child grows older and you start to feel that it's not just me looking at the child that way, but you start to recognize that the child looks at you that way, the child loves you and you love the child, it brings a tremendous level of tiny, both to the child, the, the child and to the Father. And Kaviyachal, the Marshim feels the same way. The Marshim is, we're being mistakal at him, we're looking up at Shemaim and praising him. And Kaviyachal, the Marshim is being, being mistakal at us. Because the tremendous Ahav and Chiba, the Marshim can't hold himself back. The Marshim is hugging and kissing me, his child. Says that the, the heart passion melts when you think about these concepts. The Nefesh misparatzas, the Nefesh misparatzas, explodes. Right, to my father, to Kadeshi, to the, uh, to the Holy One, and I'm going up, I'm flying up. You, a person just feels, when you just chaza this over and recognize this as being a reality, that I'm not standing here talking to the world. I'm standing here talking to the Rebbe who's standing here, right here with me, who's looking at me, who's hugging me and kissing me as I'm talking to him. A person feels, he says, the, the lave push melts from hearing those words. And the more we chaza them over, and the more we recognize them as being a reality, the more we start to feel this, this feeling of al-avi al-kadayshi, I'm, I'm just, I'm going up, I'm flying, I just want to feel this level of tremendous, tremendous devekas. He says, with these words, think about these words as you're looking at shamayim. Try to focus your eyes and your heart on being mahabit ulachavad. And when you talk to the Rabbani Shem, when you talk to him in first person, which we do every time we make any bracha, even if you're not looking at the heavens as you're saying the word Think for a second, as you say the word I'm not referring to somebody that's not next to me. I would only say the word, I would only talk in first person if the person I'm talking to is right opposite me, if the Rabbani Shem is right opposite me. And therefore when I say I stop for a second as I say the word Atta, and I recognize that I am talking to the Rebbe he's Kaviyocha right here opposite me, listening to every word I'm saying. He's looking, looking at me eye to eye. There's nothing distracting him, Kaviyocha. He's standing here listening to me, praise him, and he has the greatest tining in the world when I say that. I'm referring to the Rebbe when I say Atta, who's right here opposite me, who's listening to me. Right, 
person, any person who recognizes and knows that it's not, I'm, I'm not free to do as I wish, that I can work on myself, I can recognize that I have the ability many, many, many times throughout the day and many, many different ways to be my nefesh, to be able to try to awaken my nefesh throughout the day, will recognize that I can use the, utilize these opportunities, whether it's through davening, whether it's through learning, whether it's through Torah and mitzvahs, whether it's through doing chesed to other people, whether it's through praising the Rebbe there's many opportunities that I have to be able to awaken my neshama inside of me, to be able to uh, get close to Hashem. There are times when a person won't even prepare. There are times when a person could say, okay, I'm going to Davin. I want to prepare for the process of feeling that vacas. I want to prepare the process of the relationship. And there are times that, the, that, these, that these feelings come on their own. For example, you're in shul and the davening and the whole place is singing praises to the Rabbani Shalom. Yeah, and you think about the fact that when I'm praising the Rabbani Shalom, it's not just down here. It's I'm praising the Rabbani Shalom with the Malachim and you start singing in shul and the Malachim are singing up there and up in there in Shemayim. And just automatically, there are certain times throughout the day, throughout the year, when a person just feels himself becoming, having that level of Osiris. How, how do I have, even have the ability to be able to sing and to praise the Rav with him? Right, he says, that's the way of Simcha that a person has. He says, a mushal. That many times you have that there's, uh, this is the way it used to be definitely when they had chasanas. Right, that the chasanas would take place throughout the street. They would dance the chasana and the kala with the, with the instruments, with the musicians throughout the streets. Everybody's dancing. Yeah, the mechutanim, everybody's involved in the chasana, dancing down the street. What happens is that there's a band, there's a joyous occasion taking place in the city, and the town, everybody's dancing, the mechutanim, everybody the track to the chasana. And what happens is, as this joy is taking place, all the little kids who have nothing to do with the wedding, who don't know the chasana, or the kala, the parents of the chasen or the kala, they start dancing and running along with the chasen and the kala. They run along with the family. They're clapping, they're singing. That's part of the chasenah, is that as they're walking down the street, just the regular, the schleppers along the street, they get drawn into the simcha and they start to come along and dance with the simcha. The same thing takes place when you can get this error throughout the davening, when you recognize that I'm not singing praises by myself, the malachim, whoever real sheiches, whether real machatanim, who really recognize the greatness of Hashem are singing praises, and I'm getting drawn along with their shira, with their praises as well. You're like a barefoot child. I'm running after, I'm running to try to attach myself to the malachim as they're singing praises. I'm singing along with them. Just that recognition of what's taking place, again, on the other side of the curtain. The fact that the Malachim are singing and dancing to the Rabbanu Shem, and I, 
me, me, little, who, me little person who's standing in this world who doesn't have the same akar that they have, but nevertheless is being drawn along with the praises, with the, with the shavach the, and haidah that the, the malachim are giving to the Rebbe and I'm going along with them and being part of that process. I'm also dancing by the chasm. I may not be all the way in the front. I may not have the ability to have the same recognition as the mechotanim, but I'm part of the chasana process. I'm part of the process of praising Hashem that awakens, awakens something inside of a person to recognize what a schus I have to be part of this process of praising the Rabbanisham and allows a person to slowly awaken his neshama. He says to the point that we can, a person can come to the level of bechia, of crying, of feeling, of hergish, even in a regular day, just with this recognition, again and again, to recognize how, how, how much of a schus it is to be able to, to, be able to praise the Rabbanisham, to be able to be involved in this. And that's really our avoid, just to recognize that what we see is not the full picture, that there's more that takes place on the other side of the curtain. The more we do this, the more we recognize that this is the reality, the more amuna that we drill into ourselves that what I see is not everything, and there is something taking place on the other side of Shemayim. The Malachim are there, the Rabbanisham is looking, the Rabbanisham is waiting, the Malachim are singing, I'm singing along with them, the more we have the ability to slowly awaken our Neshamas during davening, and that it should be a process which is invigorating, a process which leads us to the Vekas, the Rabbanisham. Shekayach.